Have you ever wondered what it'd be like to watch an emo person play goalie? Probably not, but if you head over to YouTube, you can watch the first three episodes of Emo Shield now. Just subscribe to Instructor Barnes Productions, and you can watch the short film of an emo goalie and his journey from outcast to champion. Don't forget to drop a like, comment, and subscribe. Welcome back to episode 24. I'm here, your host, Anthony Russo, as always, and I'm joined with Matthew Barnes, Zach Hahn, and John DeCio won't be joining us today, but in his place we have Alan Hahn. Welcome to the podcast. It's great to be here, guys. Thank you, thank you. Very long awaited. We trying to we were trying to do this for a while. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I ruined the I ruined the surprise because they reached out to me. Yes. What was yes. it for? Oh Father's Day. I think it was for Father's Day. We were trying to get a Father's Day special. Right. Oh yeah. So it was so and I read it really fast. So I texted Zach like I was like, hey, uh <laughs> No, I came down to make breakfast. I woke up. Oh, that's what it was. I, I came showed down it to you? And, you. and you were like, uh, Russo DM'd me. Yes. Oh, no. Yes. He said he thought it was me that DM'd me. I thought he DM'd me. Oh, oh. Because I, okay. I didn't read. Oh, the, that's what they confused. Okay. Like the rest of it said, don't tell Zach. We want it as a surprise. Uh, I didn't read that part. Yeah. That <laughs> so was, I show it to him. Did you start him. off with that? So then I, I should have put the whole thing in together at once. Yeah, I was at the bottom. I said one after the My reply was, too late. Yeah. But, you know, it's okay anyway. I blew it. But, yeah, here we are. It's summertime. Perfect. Yep, perfect timing. You know, hockey's not in full swing yet, but it's okay. We have the the three ice. You know, we just interviewed. Actually, in this podcast, you're going to hear the interview of EJ. Um, he is the chief executive officer for the three ice. We interviewed him. It's a me and Barnes, we, we interviewed him. It was a pretty good interview. He gave us a lot of information about it. He, um... There, I believe they just finished Montreal, and they're heading to Vegas next. I no, I think they're going to Nashville. One more? Nashville. 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 We, we talked about it. That's right. Yes. Nashville. Yes. We hit on we hit on Nashville there. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, we kind of been filling in the gaps with different fun things rather than just yeah, hockey. yeah. We're we, trying we, to get yeah. We're we had Dirty everywhere. Mike. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We had Dirty <laughs> Mike on. Yeah. And then we went to Craig Patrick. We tried a bunch of different interviews. Craig yeah. Patrick, that's a good get. Yeah. You know, he once um, hung up on me. Really? Yeah. True story. I called him. So I called him about a trade rumor. And I had his number. You know, and when you're, I was covering the Islanders, and, and, you know, you get somebody's number, you got to get some info. Mm -hmm. So I just like, well, there's only one way to get this information go to the horse's mouth. He was the general manager of the Penguins at the time. Mm -hmm. So I just called him. And I asked him, I think I asked him, like, if, I don't remember specifically the play or whatever it was, but I did ask him just to confirm something. Now, I mean, in hindsight, it's kind of stupid to ask a general manager, like, you know, can you confirm that you're trading this guy? Like, you know, he didn't want to tell you. But look, you know, I was young and I was stupid and I was a reporter just trying to get a story. And he just, the response he gave me was, how did you get this number? (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, that's not important. I said, but if you could just click. <laughs> oh, that's funny. You should have hit him with the no caller ID. Yeah. No, well, no, he, it just, but it was just funny. Like, I just asked the, just one question. His response was a question. And then the next thing I heard was basically click. So. Yeah, he was, he, well, well, when we did the podcast, he, he was very, uh, he a little stoic. Yeah. Here and there. That's his personality, though. Yeah. He's actually, yeah, he's actually a, a, a good Very guy. Good but guy. but yeah. I just laugh. It's I think probably was the last time I ever talked to him, which is funny. <laughs> first and last time. <laughs> might, have, might have been. No, it wasn't the first time. No. I, oh, really? I was around 
because um, God, I did inter- I did a big feature on Yager once, and I had to interview him for that. I did a feature on Mario, had to talk to him for that, and I believe, yeah, that might have been it, and maybe uh, when uh, Herb Brooks passed, that might have been another time. But anyways. But I know, like, it was one of the last times because I just remember being like, oh, crap. I just burned that bridge. <laughs> so, anyways, just tangent. About Dirty Mike, uh, we'd like to send our condolences to Dirty Mike. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know if it's condolences. Thankfully, it's not condolences. Let's not anybody. He's not dead. <laughs> like, yeah, our condolences to his family. It could have been bad. Yes, Dirty, Dirty Mike was really on the podcast. Well, yes, I, I, saw, I saw a social media post that said he died. Thankfully, it's <laughs> not the case. Fake news media. No, fake that, news. Yeah, it's you okay. talk about, right, you talk about jumping the gun a little bit there. Just. People, people have died like that, though. Yes. Yeah, it yes, and it's thankfully he didn't. I know. <laughs> and his despite, first game since the eighties, as game, he says, despite, first game since yeah, the 80s. despite reports of of the contrary, I don't know. <laughs> and it was a kid that hit him that was supposed to play for us. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, though, I would probably watch that film back. Like, if I was the league, I might, I might review that. Yeah, send it up to you Toronto. Know? I would have definitely, I would have definitely reviewed that for some. Uh, some there was definitely of, some foul play there. Yeah. Well, it's just to me. You know, someone's controller just, you know, mm-hmm. like just stopped connecting or something because mm-hmm. it just was not a lot of movement happening through the neutral zone. You're going to hear dogs. That's what's what you do. It's a podcast. <laughs> People listening are going to say there's, that whole there's podcast, dogs barking. Yeah. You want to explain, Zach, why the dogs are barking the way they're barking right now? Uh, I, I locked them in a bedroom. Yeah. Whose bedroom? Uh, Alan's. <laughs> yeah, by the way, mind? we are recording this at uh, Zach's house. But yeah. thank you for letting us do this, by the way. Yeah, no, no. You. It just, I just, for the record, anything destroyed in that room comes out of the, the podcast. Oh, oh, oh. Right? okay. Of can I, of right? I can. It's going to come straight out of Zach's. It's in the contract. I can send, I can f- I can send expenses to you guys on that. Yeah, the bill will go straight to Zach. All $100 that we made mm-hmm. off the, the well, that, merch. That probably should cover oh, whatever he destroyed. We, we it's in the contract. We actually don't talk about it. It's all in the contract. We don't talk about our money's on here. So, uh, the contract. Good job, <laughs> yeah. We made up a contract. We <laughs> yeah, we're official. We have a lawyer. We do oh, have a lawyer. You have a lawyer. That's even better. Yeah, we do. Name drop, Tony. Oh, yeah. Name drop, Tony. Liam. He does a lot for us. Name, name job. job Liam. There we go. There's a there's a name. There's the name job. We don't usually do the name job segments. We, uh, yeah. Anyways, right. So, mm. right. So we, um, Not condolences, but just like a you know, <laughs> we're with you. you know, he's not dead. Right. Yep. Thirty Mike will be back on the bench hopefully after go. we win our next playoff game. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, the power where condolences comes from when you appeared in Emo Shield. Like send my <laughs> deepest condolences <laughs> to the Friars organization. <laughs> <laughs> That's a throwback. Right? Emo That's Shield. A Emo Shield was because a moment. Because of GM Ryan Sharp. Because of GM Ryan Sharp. His mohawk and mustache. <laughs> and that was also filmed in, in this basement, house. in this house. Mm-hmm. That is great. Yes. Which is all, almost, what, more than a year? Well, way more than oh, a year. Oh, no, no. Ago. That's at least two? No, two years ago. No, it was a year. Yeah. It was about a year ago. A year ago last year, last in time. June. Was it? And it's August. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because that was no, the second I, one. I don't think it was June. That was Star Wars. Oh no, the emo shit. This was right after my school year ended because I was still. We were still in school when we did Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Emo I, shield, the last wait, emo shield. The last emo shield came after. Right. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yep. 
and all those you can find them on uh, under Instructor Barnes. Instructor Barnes Productions. They're on YouTube. Oh, those are must watch. If you want to have a nice laugh, you can watch that. And my workout video at the very. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your workout. <laughs> that, was, that was one of the first videos we uploaded. On I uploaded that on my own. Was my own project. Yeah. I didn't tell anybody. About that. <laughs> that was before the Instructor Barnes Productions came to be. Went that was like the that, yeah. That was the, the video, pilot. The video that was the pilot came first. Everybody, everybody has that first movie they did, but they're like a little embarrassed about it. But you're just trying. Oh to no, get, I just trying to everybody. break into I the movie. I was no? very proud. Oh, you're very proud. Very proud of that thing. I mean, at the time, then you look back, you're like, I was young, I was stupid, I was just making. Oh, he doesn't care. You thought no. that was gonna be the next Grease, didn't you? Oh, I thought. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so Boneless, my sister, Boneless, shout out Boneless, shout out to Boneless. She videotaped the whole thing. We did that in one day. Oh, she she taped that whole thing. She taped the whole thing. Nice. She crushed it. She did such a good job. Um, but that came from uh, the ISS Kings because we had um, we had a very strict workout routine and we had a family joke that's like, oh, you're going to make a, a funny video to this 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 music, this uh, the music that was I Was it heavy chose. metal? Of course it was. Are you serious? There's a bear shit in the woods. Exactly. It's a frog's ass water tight. There's a one-legged duck swimming circles. That's a new one. I've never heard that one. Frog's ass water tight. That's my dad. Can you say a little slower? pretty good. Frog's ass water tight. Any of the hearing impaired listeners can hear that? Frog is a frog's ass water tight. That's a good dad joke for you. Actually, I used one of your dad jokes the other day. The icebreaker one. Did you say that one? Do you want me to say that one? What is it? Go okay. for it. How do you, oh, Everyone it's, likes it's, it's, it's a good icebreaker. So I'll ask you, uh, how much does a polar bear weigh? Good. How much is I a mean, polar I mean, just say what. I mean, what? Enough, enough to break the ice. Oh. Put on a bunch. <laughs> add that into post I thought I, I thought I was supposed to actually take a guess. No. Do you can say what. It's okay. <laughs> right. You really thought you were supposed to uh, like yeah. come up with a number? Yeah. Uh, you know, I was a tapped. I think uh, they told me about uh, 1,500 pounds. You know, they... Once I get adult, <laughs> depends on the season. They <laughs> start shedding stuff. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, when they hibernate, they actually put on another hundred. So it's just. I need. I need to. I need to get because you just mentioned ISS Kings, and it's like hilarious to me to think about the 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 crap that you guys have been through from travel hockey now. Junior hockey, which once once he's done with junior hockey, then I will just go to town on junior hockey on on social media because I have to well, lay it's off the perfect right podcast now. Podcast to do it on too. So. Lay off right now, but <laughs> once you guys are out of that <laughs> terrible life, oh, there's like there's so much hypocrisy. Yeah. But on top of it, it's also like USA hockey. There's a lot of hypocrisy, and Hockey Canada right now is going through uh, an internal investigation that. We're talking about decades of abuse, decades mm. of abuse. That's all starting to come out now that once again, it's like, what do they do? But prey on kids who are just trying to chase a dream, right? Trying like that's we, pretty yeah, much what it's about. Really deep we can. That if we no, no, there's an entire episode. There, there's, uh, like, I'm surprised there's not more of those stories that mm. you got, but I guess you can't because again, you can't you're still in the life. It. You just can't do it. A lot it, of things but. have been reformed, but I do know a lot of the vets on my Rhinos team that are from Canada, when they grew Horrific. up playing uh, yeah. small juniors in Canada, the yeah. things they used to do to them, like, oh man. It's like, not even that. It's kids, not even, like kids on kids, it's, not even it's, adults on kids. This, like, this, this, that, right. And what you just said. Thing too. What that's you just said. The, the kid on kid. The, the kids yes. on kids is like to, it's the mo like the culture is yeah. so bizarre. Treating the new kids that come in like crap. Well, the, well, again, it's 
it's like you hear some. I mean, I've read so many of these stories. I've heard about them. I mean, I've talked to players who have told me like, oh, oh yeah, I was playing junior and this happened. And like, you listen to the story, you're like, that's unbelievable. Like, yeah, you laugh because like it sounds funny. <laughs> but then, as you like, yeah, right. And then you think later, you're like, holy crap! Like, like paddling happened. Paddling. I know one of the Canadian kids. I'm not gonna say his name or say anything with the team, but. Like they were taking showers and as a team and stuff, and then they make a kid bend over and they. Well, yeah, so they, they they just jumped them. They just oh, beat yeah. the crap out of them. Yeah, just in the, in the shower. Yeah, and they and they mm-hmm. they call it fun. And they and and they're like, Nate, he comes on our team, and I but I get it. He's like, you know, you guys had it. You guys have it so easy. You guys rookies have it so easy. Like I used to get beat in the shower. Yeah. So I was like. Dude, like, that's not normal. No, <laughs> right, right. Like, like okay. that's, that's not good. That's not good. That's, that's, that's supposed to happen. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's not a badge of honor. Yeah, no. Like, that is... And, and what I never no, understood... No, we're the normal It's not like that here. Yeah. You should, too. What are the normal ones. <laughs> right, right. You should actually know <laughs> that sucked. Other people shouldn't go through that. Yeah. But, yeah. but I don't understand how there's one guy in the room that, okay, we're going to... You're going to haze the rookies, Right. And everybody's just coming up with, we were talking about this because Bart Scott, who I do my show with, played in the NFL for 10 years. And, and he's a lunatic, right? He's nuts. But he also understands like there's a line. But he'll go to that, like the tilt tip toe the line. But he talks about stuff that he's seen, like in an NFL locker room. You get a guy, like especially if it's a young, like a rookie, and he's acting up or he's, the guy's are like, all right, we got to take care of this dude. Right? You know, you just know there's people that... Mm-hmm. All right, you now need to be taught a lesson. That's a different story. But we were joking one time about how, like, how does it get to the point where there's that one guy, right? Now, I'm not, I'm not laughing because it's not really funny, but it's funny if you think about it. That's so right. here's everybody in the locker room, and there's a guy in the shower, and they're like, "Hey, what do you want to do? Let's let's, let's mess with him." All right, what can we do? You can flush all the toilets, and he's got ice cold water, right? That's fun. Mm-hmm. You can you can get yeah, an ice there's, bucket. There's a line, there's right? A line. There's, mm-hmm. there's so many things you could do at that point. Mm-hmm. You could take his clothes and like basically throw him in the shower. Like so now he's got wet clothes. He's got to walk out in the freezing cold. Water. There's mm-hmm. so many things you could do that will be like memorable and fun. Million things you can do. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could take powder and throw it now. It's caked on him. It's, like <laughs> oh, you could I, do. You could do all that stuff, <laughs> and and yeah, and you could all get the laugh that you want to get out of it, right? Like it's funny, mm-hmm. and everybody gets their laugh. All and right. it's safe. It's not like anybody's fairly safe the for the most part. Like mm-hmm. fairly safe. But he's like, so everybody's shouting out ideas, and who's the one guy that's like, you know. Let's take a paddle and just whack him in the balls. And it's like, <laughs> like you, and everybody, like, how come the whole room is not going, what? Why would you, you think of that? <laughs> you know, there's, he's, he told me there was, was one time somebody was telling a story about somebody wanted to grab a razor and let's shave him. Let's shave his balls. Like, right? It's straight out, it's straight <laughs> out of, um, straight out of, um, what's that movie? The, no, that, that show, the football show. What's in a movie too? Oh, my dad's going to kill me for not knowing this. Youngblood. Youngblood, straight out of Youngblood. So they did that in that movie. And there's not about Blue Mountain State. Yes. Yeah. And there's not somebody that in the room. That's not a bunch of guys in the room going. No, I'm not. I'm not doing that. Like what? What is like? Here, you hold that up, and I'll get the razor. Like I'm not doing that, right? Like a whole bunch of people thought it was a good idea at once. How is it that there's a whole locker room of guys going? Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, let's do it. Like I'm good. No, I'm all set. Like shouldn't the guy who brings up that grotesque thing to do? Shouldn't he be the one? And everybody else goes no, mm. 
But what are we what are we learning when we read these stories? Yep. Everybody else is like, yeah, let's do it. Like, all right, that means it's that's a you problem. It's like a bunch of people problem. Like you say, you like if I'm the victim and you're calling me like you know I'm a wuss because I I can't just take it. Like that's ah, just initiation. Like no 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 no, this ain't my problem. That's your problem. Like you've got something wrong with you if you think <laughs> that's fun. Right? That's the only thing I'm thinking about in that culture is how deep is it that there are enough people that just say, yeah, no, that's not that's not normal to do something like that. Like, that's mm. stupid. I think slowly it's been coming out more and more now. I would yeah, hope so. It's, to, it's really starting to slow yeah. down from what I've seen. And they've, they've implemented things like safe sport and stuff like that, which are kind of, in a way, starting to help where people have an outlet where they, they can... Talk about it, right? Whether well, it's, before yeah. they thought it was just you well, had to keep your it, mouth shut, or else you're going to lose your spot. On oh, you lose your spot. Mm-hmm. You don't want that, mm-hmm. right? It's always that, but that's again, it always goes back to leadership. Mm-hmm. Always goes back to leadership, but it starts with some people are just like there's something wrong with them, mm-hmm. you know. And and you're going to put kids at that age together, far from home, far from any type oh, yeah. of, and the only people that are supposedly in charge are just trying to make money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, it's all they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. I, I just I'm making money. Yeah. And so, like I said, the whole business. But how many teams you've played on? Like, think about how many different jerseys you've put on. How many different places you've gone with that same like hope there'd, in yeah, your mind? There'd be something. I've had conversations with parents about Crazy. this so many times. Actually, we've tried to have one of these whistle, kind of not like a whistleblower, but in a way, whistleblower a little bit, but. There's just been so many parents that I've talked to that have had the same thing where they, they send their kids off with the dream that they're going to make it somewhere and they just wind up spending money like, yeah. and they don't get anywhere. Yeah. They, yeah. They, they wind up in the same spot where they were if they would have just stayed and went to school. Yeah. yeah. And and it's wa- just the, in a way, the, they're wasting a couple right. years of their life. Right. But, it's, I, I, but I see, again, like, what I'm saying is not to um, disparage what you guys have done. It's more or less what a lot of people who might not understand mm-hmm. how different hockey is to so many other sports yeah is it's the um resilience that you guys have to just keep coming back mm-hmm. I know. like to, i yeah. mean you know you just keep coming back because you know you see the the fortunate ones that get moved along fast just fast track already mm-hmm. now like where they need to be yep and there's so like, that's one percent mm-hmm. like every 99 percent are just grinding and what you what happens if, if you could like it's it's like that 99% are climbing the mountain and some and a little by as the years go by they just let go mm-hmm. and so some fall and now there's less people so the down at the bottom of the mountain there's like you know a ton of people climbing I'm not telling a story. You, who cares about what's on your phone? It's Teddy. Okay, great. Name <laughs> Teddy. There we go. Teddy. He got in the podcast. Yeah, right. there you he go. He's in. He slipped himself in. There you go. <laughs> but I don't know if you guys see it this way, but as you continue to try, climb, you'll notice less people mm-hmm. are on the mountain. Coming up. Yep, it's a like mountain getting narrower. Well, yeah, and it's just like, it's yeah. some people just, they give up. They mm-hmm. let go. And you can understand it. Or run out of time. It could be that too. Yep. Right. But, How many guys you know would keep playing juniors if they did, if they had the chance to? They, right, they 25 that. years old, they have nothing better to do to play juniors. But they it's crazy that, to think... They hit that 21 age, age out here and then they just... Yeah, enforce it or something. Mm-hmm. Right, but there's a difference. There's When I say let go, people mentally let go, but they keep playing. Mm-hmm. Right, there's a there's a let go that happens. And you just... You know, like you tell yourself, 
oh, it's never going to happen, it's never going to happen, mm. you let go of it. But that's the resilience thing that, that I find so amazing. I've met so many people that you've never heard of that played 10 years professional hockey, but not in the US. Mm -hmm. yep. Would you call that a, a good life? It's a freaking great, not that. Yeah. It's, no, a, it's great a great life. life. You're just yeah. playing hockey. You're playing hockey. Like that's your, your job. Like I, I've covered a lot of sports. So like I know a lot of basketball players, never made it to the NBA, right? but played 10 years overseas. Mm -hmm. And you could think like, well, what's the use? Did you make a ton? Of, you know, are you a multimillionaire? No. But you had a great life. Like, it's a great life, yeah. right? Like, so you it's, got to play the sport you love. It's the whole idea of just professional. just never letting go. Mm -hmm. You know, and so, all right, so, so what happens? So you come back and eventually, all right, it's time probably to retire. You're somewhere in your 30s. You need a job. And Yeah, and you need a job. Well, well what did you do in college? You've met people. You play professional hockey. By then, you kind of have an idea of what you can do. Mm. Like I've never met somebody that has played, had a long professional career. Somebody that didn't have problems, had a long professional career, and then I don't know what to do with my life. Mm. Yeah, but it's never so many, happened. There's so much connections you make with the sport. Exactly. Too. There's always a place to go. So that's what I, you know, like what a lot of people don't understand is that what you do after playing travel which is the fun part right you were a kid you're just having a great time mm -hmm. but that pursuit is is admirable mm -hmm. because there's no guarantee there's no pot of gold there's nothing like it's not guaranteed but you you do it anyway you try like you stick with it because you love it and i don't know if a lot of people understand that sacrificed a lot uh, the no, old deal, yeah. You know, all junior yeah. hockey be sacrificed a lot. Yeah, yeah from such a young age, starting all the way up, it's such a grind. It's yeah. so so many hours you have to put in. You miss family life, things. all that stuff, uh, and it's family things you missed. I missed. It's it's school, a different you know, it's a different life than any other sport. It mm -hmm. is, and that's what's unique about this. But you know, I mean, there's a lot of people that just wonder, like, well, why why bother? Why do you do it and all mm -hmm. that? And it's, you mean. Why wouldn't I? Why not? Yeah, like, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, the, 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 it's mm -hmm. the why not? Like, yeah. oh, what? What? So I want to start my life sooner? Mm -hmm. Really? Have you seen the world? Do I really want to be out yeah. there right now? Like, yeah, the hell with that. Play as long yeah. as you can. Play yeah. as long as you can. I know. I, I That's mean, one, of the, one of the pros of playing juniors. Like, you yeah. get to kind of figure out, like, what else you want to do with your life. Along with playing the sport you love to play, you get to kind of get an idea where you're not just have to play hockey and school and focus on all of your attention yep. on that at the same time. You kind of get a time to just relax and just to have fun and kind of like focus on what you want to do ask any adult in their 30s not older because when you get older you get stupid <laughs> you know becomes like you know like i'm talking about somebody who is in their 30s so they're still trying to figure it out right get the family started all that stuff mm -hmm. ask them if you could take two gap years before you start college out of high school a couple of gap years and then start college a little bit older would you have done it guaranteed 80% would raise their hand and said absolutely mm -hmm. yep. yeah like you like my case I was not ready for college I was not I wasn't physically or mentally ready for college and in fact that I bailed out of where I was supposed to go because I didn't want to go there but I felt like I was being forced to go. like mm -hmm. I, I didn't want to go there bailed out just bailed out completely like last minute so I don't want to go because it just wasn't ready. Yeah. And you just don't realize that because 
for whatever reasons, you're just not ready to go. And you'd be amazed. You take those two years, you kind of live a little life. For you guys, it's you get to play hockey, which is even better. So you actually have something to do instead of, you know, other people who don't have hockey would have, what? You get a job that you just yeah. hang around for? You'd probably never go back to, you'd probably never go to college. Yeah. yeah. But it just gives you those couple of years to get you, figure yourself out. I've had 13 straight or whatever it is, right? 13, if you count kindergarten, right? Straight years of mm -hmm. being in school. Yep. Kind of need a break. Yeah. You know, like think about you graduate high school and it's like three months later, you're on a college campus. Like and you're a freshman. Harder school. Like, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's, but it's and not even that it's you don't harder. You think it's, about it. It's just like a blink of an eye. You're blink of an eye. And it's a different life completely. Suit. It's mm -hmm. just like, oh, by the way, because first grade through 12th is all the same. Yep. Mm -hmm. It's nothing different. Mm -hmm. All right. So go to high school and you move around classrooms. Big mm -hmm. deal. This is like, you, wait, I live here. Living away from home. There's yeah. girls yeah. here too. There's no parents. And I don't have class on Fridays, and I don't this day I don't have class till ten. I could sleep till night. Like mm -hmm. I have a class at night. Like what? You know, mm -hmm. like so blows your mind. Like that's what was awesome about prep school. Yeah, right. Well, that's the experience of also prep school. But and that, that's again, I don't want to go off the tangent on this. Either. I don't know what you guys want to talk about, but no, this is perfect. people yeah, listening. Yeah. Like this uh, is the this kind is, of stuff I think is important. This is what they want to hear yeah. for you to project. Is like it's yeah, a very different life. Yeah. That. No one else can relate. No one can relate to this. And it's so hard to tell people or try to explain it because being, I guess, being in the United States, unless you're around hockey, you don't really understand it no. because nothing else is like that. Basketball, baseball, football, it's no. all... How many parents give you like a... What are you doing there? Like, oh, you're not yeah. going to, you why you go to college? Why, you're in Texas playing hockey? I've, I've, like, I've why seen you, some crazy why are you faces. 20 years old? Like, yeah. And they think there's something wrong with you. They're like, yeah. Uh, because you not get into school, but then you have to like, explain it. Yeah, yeah. Like, and then their children, they go to college, and then by their sophomore year, they still don't even. They're still just beginning to process that they're in college. Don't even not, know what they want. They're do. not in high school anymore. No, don't even know what point, they want. You're already right. Like you're forced into picking a major that you don't even know that you. It's want a maturity to do. thing too. I feel like uh, you go into college more mature. Absolutely, yeah, you're going maturity, in as a 21 year old. You're being able to handle yourself. You're going. You're going. Like I said, ask any anyone. If you could just take, like, after you graduate high school, just take two years. Just take two years. Mm -hmm. You know, just live a little bit and then go to college. You'd yeah. probably be a better student. Yeah, be a better person. Because now you're like, oh, well, I, I got to take this. I got to take this serious. Because well, of the maturity thing. Right. Exactly. It's the whole thing of, like, exactly. no, this is what I want to be. I'm a little more focused now instead mm -hmm. of, like, I'm 18 and I have all this freedom. I don't know what to do with myself, you know? Yeah, I know. And you'll end up just blowing two years. So I think this is also perfect for our younger listeners who are kind of, like, on the fence of, do I want to play juniors? Do I want to go straight to school? Kind of hearing this point of view from not a player as also a parent of a player, yeah. what they see from the outside, like all the pros and the cons. Yeah. So. It, it, look, just give it a shot. See what happens. It's mm -hmm. not for everyone. That's the other thing. No, because yeah. it is definitely mentally draining, mentally good. Like, no, it just, Really tough mentally. Exhausting. Exa yeah, yeah, exhausting. Mentally, all even bigger, I think, than physically. All facets of yeah, physically, than physically is it? it's the same yeah, game. Definitely. Why is it mentally? What what made it different going from U18 to playing? You're gym? battling for a spot every day. Yeah. And the amount you're of time you're on the ice is just and a coach. every single day. The coach day. can turn their back on you like in a blink no, of an eye. Yeah, no protection. Like one, like no, one no. day, he'll that's, sweet that's talk the you. business. Yeah. He'll sweet talk you, say, yeah, mm -hmm. like, we love you, play first nine minutes, we love the way you're playing. You have one bad practice, one bad rep even, and the coach just like gets a bad taste in his mouth from mm -hmm. it, you're done. 
You get scratched. You're, you're just, yeah. you're, he brings in another guy. Well, that's... Yeah. Right. that's yeah. There's always someone else. There's yep. so many of you that... And it's funny thing is they pit you against each other. Yep. And it's almost like you're mad at someone who's just trying to get an opportunity just like mm-hmm. you are. And you're yeah. all on the same team at the same time. Well, that's the, that's what, again. That's what makes it weird too. Like uh, like the, the what I don't know if I've ever heard anyone say that they loved the junior experience, other than guys who were drafted. Yes, and those guys that really made something of it. Well, because they you know they just show up and dominate. Like it's mm-hmm. who, who wouldn't have fun, right? Yeah. But I'm talking about reg like again the 99. percent There's not how many of them were like oh, those those are two greatest years of my life. Give me a break. There's no way. Because <laughs> just like you guys are saying, coaches say that coaches every say day. That. You how, coach. that's how they that's how they coaches will say you. that these will be the greatest two years of your life. Well, no college. You know, no, nothing right. else to worry about but hockey. They're right about that. But yeah, you know, you you're living where the sport you're living is the dream. everything, which is what you've ever always right. wanted since you were a little kid. Mm-hmm. But it's not because, although honestly, and again, this is, you know, of the seven years that I covered the NHL, it's it's something that really struck me is that there were so many people, like, just like you said, like, oh, you know, they'll bring in somebody to compete with you. You know, they'll take your job right away. Like, that happens there, too. Mm-hmm. Like, you you never, like, the, the one, the couple of things that I've heard said was, don't buy green bananas. Hmm. I don't think I've ever heard, that. I've never that, heard that. that. Basically, telling the player you're not going to be here long, because green bananas you have to wait till they they ripen. Uh-huh. So if you buy green bananas, you got to put them on the shelf and wait a couple of days till they ripen. Mm-hmm. So they tell a player, don't buy green bananas. Like you're not going to be here long enough to see them get yellow. Like that. Like imagine, right? Yeah. Like you get that. You get that kind of stuff where a guy was here. He was here for like a week. He gets like two shifts, and he's you never see him ever again. Mm-hmm. but that was his moment right but that's and then there's other guys who you can see are just a wreck and you like there were a couple of players I covered that I always wondered like why is he such an asshole like why mm-hmm. and then you realize it's because he was like you said every day under stress because they were probably this is how we want you to play but if you're not going to play with that we're going to bring in this guy to play now I'm getting scratched you know that way now, now I'm not playing like there are and you so don't know many, why you and never get answers. And you never get answers. But it's the same thing. Fans same don't, answers. Fans don't care. Like they don't care. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're not a star, so you're a replaceable piece. And that's that's what makes this thing. It's a machine. It's a business. Yeah. And aside from the stars, there's replaceable pieces. And if you accept that that's what you are, I'm a replaceable piece, and you treat the team that way too, replaceable piece. I ain't happy here. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not getting what I need out of here. I'll go somewhere else because there's a million teams who have a million spots. There's always somebody that you'll be better than. Now you might have to go down a level, whatever it is. But if you just want to play, there's always a place for you. Yes. Mm-hmm. But if you look at it as this is my one and only chance, and it doesn't work out, it's just going to be over. Someone else. They own you. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people were at mercy of that. A lot of people fell victim to that because you're afraid. You're. you're it's. Yeah. It's all about the the four letter leagues. Oh, I got to be in a four-letter league. It, that's I got to be in the league because it's a status, and that's not how it works. Mm. Like it's it's not it it you think it is, but here's the thing: if you are a barely hanging on fourth-line guy in the USHL, who's watching you? Mm. Who knows who the hell yep. you are? 
Nobody. It's just because of that status. Yeah. But I, I, I played there. Mm. Who cares? So what? Some people honestly do care. But that's a again, you're being misguided. That's bad advice. Mm. Well, it's because you're there. You can work your way up. Can you? Like, let's be honest. Can you? Because what are they going to do? As that's, right. that's, the, that's the pitch that the coaches give you. Of though. course they do. Oh, you'll you work your way up. Can you though? Because you went through that. I did. There's go through always that. the catch twenty two. Yeah. You can't be at that level until you're at that level. And they can't. They can't be honest with you because there's money that they're just shoveling down the drain. Well, they need that. They, they but they need the foot soldiers. They exactly. need you guys. Mm-hmm. That, that's that's what they need. They need the so good, the good, is that uh, really good? Characters. Is that really good business for you? Mm-hmm. It's not. No. It's, it's dumb. But. They'll sell you on the whole notion of if you work hard and do all the right things, or or if I work hard and do all the right things, you ain't ever giving me an opportunity mm-hmm. because you already promised it to this guy and this guy and this guy, right? And then when this guy leaves, you're gonna just take someone from the, some other place, and he's like, there's a glass ceiling. Yeah, it's a reality. Yeah. Now you want to think to yourself, if I work hard, I could be a top line this. See, the other problem that you guys have that doesn't get talked about enough is the is the, A, it's the people guiding you that need to be real with you about your potential and what fit you are at the highest level, right? And then the other part is, is you guys are too young to accept it. Yes. Yeah. Like to understand, yeah. like, you know what? Like... You could be a great penalty killer. You would be, you could be a phenomenal because of all these things that you do. PK, checking line, phenomenal. And I can tell you that, and you'll be offended. Because mm-hmm. you want to, everybody wants to be the skill guy. I'm a goal scorer. What everybody are you talking wants, about? Everybody's a goal scorer. Everybody's just you 16. I scored all these goals. Like, <laughs> right? Right? Like, yeah, they're, you're going to get, true. right? You're going to yeah. get that. But if I identify a skill in you and say, if you harness this, if you turn this into something that stands out, you'd have a chance mm-hmm. to move up. Now, I've been told by guys, um, like I was actually talking to a guy, um, like Rob Scuderi said this to me. He said that he was a defensive defenseman in the NHL. He's like, but I was a skill guy. I was a scorer. Mm-hmm. He's like, everybody in the league can score. They all were goal scorers. But eventually, at some point, you realize, I can't be that. Yep. Like, I'm not going to do that at this level. So there's change your game or just accept that role and just be great at it. Or, you know, take offense to it and say, I can I can do it, I can do it, and realize you're never going to get an opportunity, right? Yeah. Be stubborn. And that's, that's the one thing he pointed out. So everybody at one point was like the top scorer on their team. But there comes a point now for some it's late. For some it's like when they get into the NHL. Right, for some, it's once you're done playing travel hockey. Mm-hmm. I want to play prep. All right. Well, at this level, that's not who you are. Like this level, we could use you doing this. You know, it's when you play juniors. You know, when you just see where do they put me? Oh, he just doesn't like me. I've never known a coach to say, you know what, this guy can win me games, but I don't like him, so I'm just I'd rather <laughs> <Yeah>. lose. <laughs> Than yeah. play Russo. I don't think that's you know what I mean? Like, ever. there's never been a coach no. that is watching you play and go, this guy can win his games, but eh, screw mm. it. 
Yeah, he's got a bad character. <laughs> you know what? I don't movies. want to play him. Like, right, a no. bad character. Give me a break. Yeah, you can have the worst character in the world, but as long Jeffrey as Jeffrey Dahmer had an eating on, disorder. On right, that's what they would say. <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer, if he was a great goalie, yeah, yeah Rick DiPietro would say this all the time. They would just funny. say, no, 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 he's just got an eating disorder. He could play. He's fine. <laughs> Yeah. Like that, like that's the DPHO line. He's got a hurt motivator cup. Yeah, <laughs> motivator cup. So I like to use that one on the Twitter. You guys know who Jeffrey Dahmer is, right? You get the reference. Uh-huh. Yep. Mm-hmm. Guy, okay. literally eight he people. Eight people, right? Yeah. yeah. It's actually it's so, in a song. It's in like a so they would make that excuse song. that you know if he was a good player, ah, he just has an easy story. He'll be fine. <laughs> it's funny. So that's the thing I think too is really hard to do is to accept the idea of, all right, so this is the role they're giving me. I'm gonna excel at this. Mm-hmm. Instead of just being pissed off that I'm not getting a chance, you know, like it's yep. everybody else's fault. Actually, like coach ain't watching, going, he could help us, but screw it. Nah. Yeah, I'll play this guy who sucks instead. Like <laughs> you know, um, when during our first coach's corner segment, Mammal actually touched on that, and we asked him yeah, what he yeah. looks for in players. He said he looks for players that are willing to accept that they have a role on the team. And that's exactly it. If you can, at a young age, if you if you can, like you said, accept that. There's a position on the team for you, and you that's what you need to focus on and excel at. You could take that all the way up until... Because what is that? It for. contributes to winning. Mm-hmm. It's a whole idea. It's a whole winning mindset. Uh-huh. And you'd be amazed how if you accept that role and you really excel in it. Mm-hmm. What's amazing is how much confidence that you build in yourself, but how much confidence is built in you. Reliable. Mm-hmm. Right? I know I can put him out there. I know I can. Because he's focused on it. He's, his head's not somewhere else, like thinking about, I want to score a goal. No, no. He knows... When I go out there, I got one job to do, mm. right? And that's it. I'm going to do it. So I start relying on you. I start trusting you. And with trust comes opportunity. Yep. Well, you know what? I'm going to put them out there because I trust them. And it's amazing how that part of you will grow if you just let go of this notion of if I'm not a, if I'm not on the, if I'm not a PP1, if I'm not on the top line, it's never going to happen for me. You can't think of it that way. Mm-hmm. How can I contribute to winning? And a lot, kind of like what Zach said, it's about the maturity at a young age. If you have it at a young age like Which that. Which is very hard. I, that's um, the hardest part. But it, it's and, also guidance. Mm-hmm. Parents, advisors, yeah. coaches, whoever. Mm. The right kind of influence on you. I agree. I agree with that. I wish I had more of a influence like that. I'm like a good... Yeah, yeah. You know, it's... It's easy for me to say. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. it's, it's easy to say. Like, again, I have the fortune of 25 years of being around people at the highest level and listening to them. Mm. how'd you get here and you'd be amazed not every story is oh I was the best player on every level that Mm. I ever played like a lot of guys were just like grinders Mm -hmm. and they just grinded their way they just knew how to play and they all right like I gotta get on I gotta get on this good team because I need to play all right well this is the role all right I'm gonna be the best at that role Mm. like it's just you understand how can I just get in the door and you can't get sometimes you can't get in the door if, if like you're just demanding well if I don't play a lot I'm not you know if I don't play <laughs> top line minute, forget it I'm not playing it's like well get in mm-hmm. and then you know make, make the best of that role mm-hmm. now I'm just contradicting myself because what did I say fourth line guy in you know the highest junior league you're never going to play right mm-hmm. well because you're a fourth line guy means you're never going to play yeah. <laughs> it's different than you know you have a role mm-hmm. Like have the like oh yeah you're using the PK you're used here all right well at least you got a role mm-hmm. so there is a difference in what yeah, I'm just to say a there. ghost on the fourth line yeah you, 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 yeah you're you're a you're fourth, a, line, fourth line guy what do they call those guy guys the the, uh, the 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 seat holder you know like at the uh, at the Oscars they have people who they sit. call them a grocery stick 
<laughs> or the, the, yeah, there's that. Yeah, that, that's the guy that. Yeah. Should we talk about the grocery store scene? That we actually just <laughs> what a perfect. Yeah, you, guys, you, you guys, so you guys went on a, on a yeah because this was this got too serious and no, I know no, this no, is we, a very that's entertaining okay. no, it's podcast. Perfect. Which junior hockey podcast? This is what you guys went on an excursion. So you had this excursion. We, we, we also have to talk about Funkle Ben. Oh, Funkle Ben! Yeah, I okay. need to hear about Funkle Ben yeah. because yes. because the the. The, the cabin is a very special place. For we can talk about that it's because magic. we also went to the grocery store there too. But let's let's first begin okay. though with this story. We have two so, grocery store stories. So, yes. so 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 today's podcast was apparently catered. Um, yeah, it was by stop a chop. It was wallet. There are you know Thanks, first bro, of all. Yeah, yep, yep. We'll take that one out of the belt. There, right, there's still there, yeah, I there, There's an unnecessary <laughs> amount of hot dogs left in the pot, by the way, which I can't see. Like, would you expect twenty people to show up? Well, okay, okay the chicken nugget team. The chicken nuggets came out first. Uh, so that was the end of that. That was yeah. the appetizer. And I'm glad we scratched the idea of eating while on the podcast. Uh, I did not like that idea. <laughs> that would have been great. That was the original yeah, yeah. plan. We that always do, sounds good. We're going to do an SM, uh, AM, a, what is it called? ASMR. ASMR. We're going to do one of those on here. That was, ASMR podcast. Yeah. Those, oh, are, those, those are really real fast. quality. So anyway, you went on an excursion. Yes. Yeah, so yes. Backstory. Yeah, back you ran into somebody that you met previously. So backstory on this person that you ran into at, at the supermarket because previously you met this person at a pizza place. Yes, so I was picking up the pizza about a month ago, and uh, you know I'm just standing there, and this guy walks up to me. He's like, "You look like an athlete. What do you play?" <laughs> he started. He started I, as soon as wow. he asked me, as soon as he asked me, because you called me right after this happened. Yep. Right. As soon as he asked us, you guys look like athletes. I'm like, oh, is this the no, same guy? No. I heard it. And I was like, this oh my god. <laughs> and, and anyway, forget, what time was it? It was like 10:30 at Stop and Shop. Literally 10:30. Yeah, ten thirty p.m. But yeah. get get on what he was asking us about, like why he was. Should, no, I, oh, well, well, first, first yeah. tell the pizza. So, so the first pizza encounter. Yeah, I'm setting it up. Yeah, I'm setting it up. So I'm at the pizza place. He asked me. You, he was like, "You look at Matthew. What do you play?" And I tell him I play hockey. You know, he asked what school. I'm like, "Not going to go to school." Juniors. So it works like this. Yeah, explain it again. Like I've had to done that. Like I've had to do it to every single stranger that's asked me where I go to school. Um, anyway, explain that whole thing. Tells me about he, he's a flag. I guess he plays flag football. Oh yeah, uh, at a nearby uh, field. Mm. So and I also check it out. I think we said tomorrow morning, eight o'clock. Tomorrow's not Sunday. Sunday. Oh, Sunday. 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 Sunday football. Sharp. Sure. <laughs> yeah, All right. Back so and, sorry. Um, sorry, cut you off. No, <laughs> you just you dropped the name. Of go for it. Let's go. But, um. Of our 50 listeners, you definitely need to check that out. Well, I'm just, <laughs> just saying. Let's do a lot of stepping on each other here. So. Yeah. Step on. Let's um, how, how we begin. Anyway, sorry, um, so he tells me about <laughs> the flag football league that he plays in. It's every Sunday, all year long. and um, All year long. All year long, even oh, in the snowers. Even in the snowers. And... Um, Said, like, and you're just trying to get out of there. I would like, try so hard to can. get out of there. Yeah. He's, you know, he's got like 50 people with him too. Oh, you know, boy. the guy literally goes behind the counter into the kitchen and yells his order at the guy. I thought he worked there at first because I was like, okay, this is normal, I guess. Like he's, he's allowed to do that, but no. Um, so yeah, he does that. You know. Anyway, he said, uh, yeah, we have a hockey guy that that comes down all the time. Um, he he played he played college you know at the at the school he played division one I. I was like oh that's cool uh, who is he and he was just like do you know him uh, I think his last name is uh, 
is, is Lazarus. You know, and I don't know, Lazarus. <laughs> so I was just like, and I, and I, I don't, this is not like, I wouldn't do this to a stranger, but for some whatever reason, I was just in the goofy, like, like mode. <laughs> and I was just, yeah, I was just like, I'm just going to yell out a random name. So I was like, oh, Johnny? Like, oh, Johnny Lazarus? And he was just like, yeah, 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 Johnny Lazarus. Got, and then in my head, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, got it. There is a Johnny <laughs> Lazarus. <laughs> now you go to, like, Hockey DB, like, yeah, Johnny well, Lazarus. Well, no, no. And then he was just like, yeah. We gotta yeah, get him on the podcast. We gotta get him on the podcast. We gotta, we gotta find Johnny Lazarus now. We gotta yeah. get Johnny Lazarus, DM us. And now, I'm, now, I'm, now he's like, we'll be looking for you after the pod. <laughs> well, yeah. Then he was just like, yeah, I think that's his name. That's, let me look. And he looks at his phone. And he shows me a contact. Like, yeah, Johnny Lazarus. Crazy. And I was just like, wow. <laughs> what wow. are the odds? And he was just like, do you know who he is? I was just like, well, uh, not personally, but I know of him. <laughs> Um, who doesn't know? Who doesn't know Johnny yeah. Lazarus? Well, He's a legend. But at, at that Anyways. point, I, I was rattled that he had, I got it right. Long story short, I finally get out of there and I look up Johnny Lazarus, and apparently he has a podcast about oh, the Rangers. This is perfect. This is great. This is perfect. It's like oh, a Ranger wow. podcast. He, it's like the stars are writing. He knows uh, Eric Conway. Okay. Oh, He's like name boy, and Bob Thornton. He knows name all job. of them. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. So fast forward now. You're yeah, at so Stop and yes. Shop a, a week later. Fa- a month later. A month later. A month later. It's ten thirty on at night on a Thursday in August, and we're all we're doing is just looking for hot dogs. The store closes in a half hour, and it's not Hockey Canada. And and we're walking down an aisle and we hear from the from behind us you guys look like, yeah. guys look like athletes <laughs> <laughs> it's flashback and did you just got, yeah you just I like roll like, out roll I knew it right, right away I looked at oh, you I'm oh like, yeah 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 after hold on back to the pizza place <laughs> story. I was talking and going I'm like yeah back to the pizza place story <laughs> on my drive home from the pizza place I called Bards instantly because I oh, knew yeah. he would get a kick out of it yeah. I did I knew he would get a kick out of that yeah and so now Barnes knows about it. Russo, Russo had no idea yeah, about it. No clue. Hey, no Russo clue was, this guy was. You were the victim. Us for a flag you, you had to be the victim. Oh, uh, so you were all happy. Like, yeah, like I an athlete. Like, I just looked <laughs> over. Took the you guys were both not talking, and I didn't understand nope. why. I wanted to see you guys. He asked me how old I was. I said 15. He said 615. <laughs> he said, what? <laughs> he asked me. He asked well, me how old I think he was. Hold up. Slow down. Slow down. Slow down. Sorry, I'm jumping the gun here. He asked us, we're athletes. Yes, we tell him we're all hockey players. Recruiting us for his flag football team at ten o'clock at a stoppage. Right, he's a, he's a recruiting so. animal. Right, but then a family walks by into our aisle. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about this. Yeah, yeah. It's all and okay, okay. It's not his family. What happened? And it's it's like a mom, a dad, and the son. And the son is like maybe like eighteen, nineteen. Right. Pants are sagging. You know, he's one of those. One of what? <laughs> Just. Guy's upset. Guys, it doesn't wear a belt. Guy doesn't want to wear his belt at home. Yeah, yeah. forgot his belt at home. Guy's wearing his dad's pants. That's and, what he is. Uh, he's one of those guys. Well, he's he's pushing the car. He's leaned over. He's gonna move. Um, You're a good athlete. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> you got a good son. He's a good guy. He's a good boy. What? No. Yeah, he's no, having he's, 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 he's having him on the balls. Bat. No, he's breaking the family's balls. And, uh, the what mom, are you doing we, here? We thought he knew. <laughs> yeah, we thought he knew. The yeah. mom wanted nothing to do with it. Dad wanted nothing to do with it. The poor kid starts walking down the aisle. 
And the and the guy was just like, and pull up your damn pants. They pull up your damn pants. Oh boy! And, and he just kept going on about. See, see now he's one of those. And he he's goes, one of. Oh yeah. yeah. He's, he's one like, of if if you were in prison, we would, I would take care of you or something like that. Oh, oh my god! Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Like, Clean those, up those, on aisle crazy. <laughs> yeah. Do those underwear come with the stains in them already? Oh. <laughs> yeah. I Jesus. like right away. I looked at Barnes. Barnes just turned around, face in the freezer, just dying laughing. <laughs> <laughs> and Russo was just standing there, blank face, just had no, no, no idea what was going on. And I don't think this is actually happening. It's me and my wife, we've been, we've been together for forty-seven years. But they were going, the I wife running away. She keeps finding me. <laughs> but the wife was almost walking away. She kept walking away. She had no. She wanted. I gotta say, some of his one-liners are pretty funny. His one-liners were very funny. funny. Some of them. Some of them. He, he was a character. I promise you, they're all recycled. Oh, well, 100%. That's, that's what his wife said. Hundred percent. Yeah. He's he's probably used those lines a million. She, yeah, she must be like looking like rolling her eyes, like oh geez. Yeah, but the best part was when no, he here asked, comes the jail line. Um, <laughs> he brought up Texas, and like if you guys had guns or anything, and, gun guy, and gun guy. I think you oh, you God. said we're, we're not of age or something. Russo, oh, I did. Russo said did. we're not of age, and the guy was just like, "Well, how old are you?" Because he was shocked, and you, and you were like. 15. <laughs> and then the no, it, it gets better because he asked me how old I thought he was, and I go, "It's probably 16." <laughs> you never actually guessed his right age. You never. He, he went off no one is. Uh, and then he showed us his. It's probably like 105. <laughs> he showed us his man. His, uh, his his little running around stop website. His little uh, oh, well. yeah, yeah, the yeah, Facebook page. His fa- you got you got Facebook, dude. No. So that's, <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm 15. No. 15. Who a 15 year old uses Facebook on a regular basis? No one. So that's that's how we get prepared for these podcats. That's, you, you go to Stop and Shop. That is tremendous. No, that's good material, though. I actually think that's a hilarious yeah, it's story. Very, it's all natural, too. It's, a, it's, a, it's all natural. It's all just like natural. the hot dogs, I think. No, that's no, 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 they're, they're, sitting, thinking, they're sitting in my stomach right now. I'm thinking, yeah, they're, yeah, I'm yeah, thinking yeah. they're not. Should we take this outside, maybe? <laughs> or should I at least light a candle? <laughs> smoke this place out. You might need a candle in, uh, in the basement, though. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Serious? So, Funkle Ben. Barnes. All right, Funkle Ben. Yeah, so let's ben. hear about Funkle ben. ben. Like, let me hear about this trip because it was the, awesome the cabin, was the so cabin is fun. one of my favorite places. Well, we weren't asked to play flag football. He, in that's good. This time. Mm-hmm. But he's he's like, I, I I didn't like Zach's known him for a long time, but I was dying to hear how you guys would react to him, like upon like just the instant like meeting. It was just bang. I was shocked. That's the best way to explain it. Yeah. Just bang. Bang. Yeah. bang, bang, Just bang. bang. Yeah. He's right just, he shows up and he treats you like he's known you for 20 years. Mm-hmm. Full trust. Yep. Full yeah. everything. Who, who just, knows how to drive the truck the best? Who knows how to drive trucks? <laughs> yeah. Didn't even say hi. Here's my truck. Yeah. Okay. Here's my truck. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't think he said hey. I went up to Follow him. me in what? This I, Porsche. I think we need it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I went up I went up to dap him up and he's just looking over my shoulder. Like he's definitely looks over my shoulder. Who knows how to drive a truck? <laughs> yep. I'm like Russo, your dad has a truck and I know how to drive trucks. So Russo, you're gonna drive the truck. <laughs> and then we drove what, like thirty minutes probably thirty oh, to an, an hour. hour. And no, then we it finally was like, it was like fifteen minutes to get to his house. And then we finally like met him after that. After yeah. we were driving his truck. Well, because you have to get out of the airport. Like you gotta get out of there. There's no like you can't you got to clear out. So mm-hmm. I understand that part of it. Yes. But like, I'm trying to like, give me your best, give me your best compare each of you separately. Russo, your best comparison. If there's a character or anything that you would Ooh. like associate to Funko Ben. Okay. I'm going to do a mixture. That's fine. You can, you can, you can do a hybrid. I got to say, he's kind of like Kramer from, that's pretty good. From um, friends. 
No, I mean uh, um, Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Yep. And kind of, who's the other one? He's kind of like a Michael Scott in a way. In a way, I don't know. Okay. Excuse me. Okay. Some of his, oh, that's fair. Some of his one-line dad jokes are kind of like that. Yeah. Didn't care. So you, yeah, yeah, you're going with that. So it's always glad to do something. We're doing something. We're See, doing my hope, my thing with him. Now again, I, we've known each other since we were 12 years old, mm-hmm. right? So there's different versions of him that I have. Uh-huh. So like the younger version of him is completely different to what he is now. And what he is now, I go back to Homer Simpson every time. <laughs> Homer Simpson. I can't help it. Now it's not like it because he just lives in his world. Yes, and he admits and things that, just so. go the way it, like that's just how he is. Because he even reacts. Know what day of the week it is. No, ever. but he reacts in such an unfiltered way. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, like you know, there are some things you just shouldn't complain about or shouldn't react to people about, mm-hmm. and he'll do it. <laughs> and it's so Homer Simpson, just the way he does yeah. it. I don't know, but it's in a good way. It's not in a bad way. I just realized that wherever we went, the place was his. Oh yeah, they knew him by name. Shop, everybody knew him. Knew him by he name. took the place over. Yeah. Oh no, he's, he the ma- he's the mayor. So the true yeah, story. Mayor of, true story about him. Have you ever seen the movie Van Wilder? It's an older movie. Oh, it's, it's from the I, '90s. I think I've heard of it. So Van Wilder is a story about this guy who's like older, but he lives on a college campus, and, and he doesn't really go to school there anymore. Oh, I think. But yeah. he okay, just like is the king. Like mm-hmm. it's like he's never going to grow up. Like this is why would I leave college? Like it's mm-hmm. awesome here. That was Ben. So Ben. Ben went to Alabama, went there for seven years, never graduated. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> he's Van Wilder, but he left his mark there. The real though. life Van Wilder. He started two programs that are like club programs. Mm-hmm. Like he played yep. hockey there. He played lacrosse that. there. Like mm-hmm. these, those are both like really good big time like club programs. Now mm-hmm. that he was a part of the embryonic stages of these things, he he's like he he goes back there regularly. To go to games and football games and stuff like that, and he, yeah, he that's he's like the mayor of Tuscaloosa, like that's mm-hmm. who he is. So, while he didn't get out of it, education wise, what he got out of it was he met his wife, mm-hmm. who's incredibly successful. Yep, and like they've been together forever, but he met his wife there. He like, <laughs> it's just who, like you said, he everywhere he goes, everybody knows him. Mm-hmm. That's essentially what he. That's what he does. He takes care of people. He, he's good to people, but he's unforgettable because there's just certain things he does, and you're just like, what the hell was that? Right? He was always doing something, though. He was always doing something around the house. He's always taking care of... Can't sit still. No, always taking care of... You look outside the window. Have you heard about the flamethrower? Oh, he saw it. Sierra was very confused. Sierra was just like walking past the window, Barnes' girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. And he was just flamethrowing the weed, like the rocks around his house, and... He was just like flamethrowing it. Mm -hmm. And she was just like, what the hell is he doing? (laughs) He thought this was a great idea. He bought a flamethrower with the the notion that he hates to shovel snow. That's smart. Mm. And ice. is So a lot of places like Minnesota, Alaska, Mm -hmm. they have flamethrowers. And you see what they do is they just clear a path using the flame. Mm -hmm. And it just melts the ice down. It melts melts it down. It it makes sense. Mm -hmm. But, But he thought of it as... But these weeds grow on the edge, and I hate using an edger. What if I just burn them back? So he... It works. I mean, the, the, the yeah. landscaping is beautiful. So he yeah. called me one time with this idea that he wanted to try. And I'm thinking, how dry has it been? Like, let's just start with that. Because that could get out of hand real fast. You get cops get called again. Oh, oh cop, yeah. Did you guys tell that story? I don't know if I we ever we told did. it on the yes, pod. Yes, we did. Yeah, I know we, we, did. we did. We told it on the video. 
But then we made the YouTube video. No, I don't. I don't. We told it on here. We told. We told. I think we did. That's a tremendous story. That's a funny story. I love the fact that even the even the cop knew who he was. Yeah. Even But like. That was oh, our first oh, day. So that was good. our first day, first night. For, first morning. Yeah, and sounds ben about right. Gone. Yeah. Ben disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> sounds about right. Yeah. yeah, I can tell you. He was always doing something. We have been in these I have been in these situations with him where he he has like showed up at my house and he's just like, Come on, we're going out. I'm like, where are we going? Don't worry about it. And it's like a situation where I'm just like, how did I just get it? I can't really tell you on this because I don't know if he'd ever want this story told. But there was one situation where I'm like in it looking at him going, we shouldn't be here. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> oh, no, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Like, no, this is not going to be great at all. And it wasn't. It was an absolute disaster <laughs> of epic proportions that we really, in today's world, we would have gotten a lot of trouble for. But back then, things were sort of like, you know glazed over mm -hmm. so it's a crazy story but that's just what you do you just show up and tell me let's go without telling me where and we'd end up in different places sometimes it would be amazing sometimes it would be like this was an amazing time but that's who he is he never sits still but he's always out to make sure he takes care of people did you know he died yes he told us yeah we heard about this mm -hmm. we heard about this incredible story. right yeah mm -hmm. and his rebirth day was like my birthday. You only live really? twice. Wow. Isn't that's that what he says. You only live twice. Yeah, you only, that's his favorite thing. You only, now. Twice. you only live twice. Yeah. Well, since that, though, he has really become like incredibly, you know, like he just wants to take care of people. Mm -hmm. Like that's his whole thing. Well, I can tell you, he really took care of us. Oh, yeah. He really oh, did. He did it. It was perfect. It was no problem. It was perfect. Yeah. Letting yeah. us, letting us use the boats, the jet skis. Yeah. The... I, I, I love to cook. So he, there was food, always food in that. Like, yeah. It's perfect. Uh -huh. I never complained about it. Yeah. Awesome. No, nah, that's his favorite thing. He's just yeah. seeing everybody have a good and time. And like you mentioned something and he's like, Oh yeah, I'll go get it. Like we were talking about how in Texas there was a bunch of brisket and how it was just you don't see it up north much because I don't know, I guess the it's just a seasonal thing down there. Mm -hmm. And he's like, Oh, I'll go get a brisket. We can go smoke it. I'll go get I'll go I'll go get a, <laughs> a smoker too. I'm like we don't have to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I was just you know, it's just cool. Yeah. But no, it was awesome. Yeah. Uh no, he, he he loved having you guys there though. He had a he had a great time with that. I'm just shocked there wasn't a, a podcast with him. Well, I, I think, think it's we gonna tried, come up this year. I think we tried well, to the get next, going, the, next year. Just, the next trip we're gonna yeah, do this. The next trip that's gonna so he and I have done mock like mock podcasts, which I've never been able to okay. record mm -hmm. because you have to see the two of us together because it just turns into like it's mayhem. Because <laughs> we just, as you can tell, I like go off on tangents, but we get into conversations about stuff from the past, like the 80s. And mm -hmm. like, we'll find songs that, like, when you listen to them now, you're like, that's the most incredibly creepy song ever. Like, we, we've made a list of the most creepiest songs ever, but people back then were singing them, like, you know, oblivious to what the songs were actually about. Mm -hmm. And we did this whole thing, we we're sitting outside having a few beers. And we were just doing this for like 20 minutes. I'm like, man, that would have been a really good podcast. We, we do that all the time. Mm -hmm. We have oh, awesome yeah. conversations yeah. Yeah. about things. Phone calls. Tub talks. Yeah, our tub, our tub, tub talks. talks. Yeah. Our tub talks. I'm telling you, they're awesome. Yeah. I'm like, I wish we were recording. And you're just like, we should have been recording yeah. this, right? Yeah. yeah, because you can't, like, well, all right, let's do it now. You, you, can you can't never, recreate it. No, you can never yeah, recreate it. Once you start recording, then it's like, oh, the spotlight's on you. You gotta yeah. be like, you gotta You just have that in your head. Like, but that's, um, again, everything spontaneous is usually usually the funniest thing, yeah. which is why, like, so for, for, for our show, like, this is very similar to radio. Right? Mm -hmm. It's a little less structured, but that's fine. 
But what happens is in radio, there's people who want to plan. And so some people want to do like a meeting before a show. This is all the stuff we're going to talk about. What do you think? What do you think? Right. And this happens a lot where I work is even different shows I've been on where you're on the Zoom call and everybody's talking about, all right, this is the topic. What do you have to say about it? And I'll say something. Oh, that's good. Remember that. I can't deliver it as well as I just did. Yeah, you no, know, I, you can't I can't recreate it. And there, there's actually been times where now we're live and it's like, you know, they'll set me up and I'm like, what did I say? I can't remember now. And, yeah, and then I'll say it and it's like, that was not as funny as when I said it on yeah. the call. So the rule of thumb is like, save it. Mm. Like, so if you guys are thinking about like doing a podcast, right? And like, we're going to do, we're going to plan on doing it like this. Don't, don't share the thought. Don't share your thoughts. Oh, that's a good idea. That is a good idea. Don't share your thoughts okay. because what happens is, is like the spontaneous him reacting to it. Like you say something and then he thinks of something quickly and jumps on it. And now it becomes like a funny conversation. Well, that's why it's lost. Right when, when we're on the Zoom call before the podcast, you should record, record. Uh, no, what I'm saying, when we're trying to set up the podcast and like someone comes up with something funny and starts talking about it and then starts this whole conversation about it, we're not even recording. It's too late. I know, but that's why that's why I always tell you, I'm like, just save it for the podcast. Don't stop. Just stop talking. Right. Bring it up later. That, that, that's one of the we biggest rules. That. We do that a lot. We always always do, that. do that. Yeah, it's one of the biggest rules that, that I've learned over the years is like, you you, it, you mean, like planning is important because you want to have a structure too. We're going to talk about this, this, this. Like, mm -hmm. like just, we've been talking for an hour and we were all over the place. Yeah. yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. And sometimes listeners want to have an idea, like a structure of what am I following here? Because... You guys just went here. Now you're back over here, and I can't. I can't keep up with the conversation. Mm -hmm. But you can have like, all right, ten minutes we're going to talk about this. Ten minutes we're going to talk about this. Ten minutes we're going to talk about this. That's what we used to do. You can yeah. have that, yeah. but not have. What are you? What are you going to say? And what are you going to say? Don't mm, not like a know. script. Kind you of know, just like topics. no scripts. It, it should just no simply scripts. be. But don't even kick it around before the show. Mm. Don't just, do just that. Head right into it. Right in. That's kind of how we do our interviews. We kind of yeah. just, when, we, when they come on, we say, hey, we have this some is questions, our name. have some ideas. Well, you should. Well, interviews, you should have planned questions. Okay. Yeah, we but have then, questions yeah. planned. You, you just yeah. because you want to make sure you, you hit all things you want to talk about. But it doesn't mean that when you're interviewing the person, they say something that you're like, oh, and then you want to go there. You can, you know, it just allows you to do mm -hmm. that. But Speaking of interviews, do you want to play the interview? Yeah, I think it's a good segue into the interview. Yeah. Here is the uh, interview with EJ. Everyone enjoy from All right. Joining us now is EJ Johnson, the Chief Executive Officer of the Three Eyes Hockey League. Thank you for joining us. Oh, it's my pleasure, guys. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, we wanted to ask a couple questions about uh, Three Eyes. You know, um, it's your summer league. It's it's in full swing now. Um, we just wanted to know, like, how did you guys start it up? Like, how did the idea come? When did it start? Yeah, the light bulb moment for me was – I went to the rookie camp at the New Jersey Devils and then a couple of days later at uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins. And they kind of finished with three on three tournaments. And it was pretty electric. Um, these unknown guys trying to make positions for the big training camp. And I'm at the Lemieux Center here in Pittsburgh. And I'm watching these fans ooing and aahing at these unknown players as they're kind of lighting things up. And I'm sitting there with my dad, Eddie Johnston, Craig Patrick, Jimmy Rutherford, Billy Guerin, most of the scouts of the Penguins. And I say, you know, what are you guys looking for? And the adjectives just leapt off the page. It was, you know, rapport, skills, risk-taking, nifty mittens, you know, creativity, speed. It was just great stuff. And uh, it kind of just clicked right then and there. Went home, wrote the business model. It took me about a month and then um, sort of poked holes in it with a lot of 
really smart people in all facets of our business for about a year and then uh, put my foot on the gas. And, and here we are about four years later. So do you think that a lot of these guys come in to get scouted? Because, I mean, you have a lot of high-end coaches and high-up guys in, in different organizations. Like, are these guys getting scouted? 100%. So we're getting phone calls now. Uh, a couple of our guys have already signed contracts to go overseas. Uh, a great example of that is uh, a guy like uh, Kevin Fitzpatrick. You know, he came out of school. Uh, excuse me, Fitzgerald. And he came out of school and um, – you know, really didn't uh, know where he was going to go next, lit it up for the first several weeks. And now he's got a contract to go overseas. There's going to be guys that get invited to, you know, PTOs in the NHL or AHL. And uh, nothing would make us happier if a guy went from three ice to the NHL. It'd be fantastic. It's possible. I mean, you guys are really building up. Um, you guys are really building up something. You know, ah, well, thank you. Thank you. That's, I watch, I watch, I, I go, I flip through Instagram and stuff and I, I see like, bunch of highlights i'm like oh like i know these guys like sure yeah it up it's awesome yeah, you guys have a really cool social media uh following oh well, thank you yeah um exactly. would you ever think to uh implement any nhl guys or maybe turn towards a summer league model uh with with maybe higher end players that are already scouted or already yeah. we've got guys that i think about a third of our league has played in the nhl every league that we have or every player that we have represents at every single league the khl's in there the nhl the a the e uh, every European league, you know, you name it, Germany, Denmark, we've got it. Um, you know, for us, you know, we expect this year to to continue to be a great one. And then next year, we'll probably have 50 to 75 percent of our players with NHL experience. They're already starting to call us. We're already starting to get agents uh, to come back to us. Uh, all of our players now say, listen, I got a buddy that wants to play in this league. How do we get him in? No problem. We have a tryout and a training camp every April. And uh, it's the fairest thing in the world. Show up and dazzle and then the coaches will pick you. Awesome. It's awesome. Did you play hockey yourself? Did you have a, like a little hockey background yourself? I did. I did. I would be uh, what you call probably an average player. Um, I now play inline. I'm a pretty good inline player. Awesome. I'm embarrassed to say I'm pretty bad on ice. Uh, the <sighs> edge work is just not there anymore, boys. I stopped playing ice legitimately around 13 and then kind of uh, let hockey go and got into other sports like golf and basketball and skiing and some other things. But uh, I picked hockey back up around 19 or 20, roller hockey, and just kind of became a roller guy for the last 30 years. Um, nice. I still play in a couple of tournaments. I'm still in a league. Uh, I got a shoulder injury that I'm just sort of nursing a little bit here, but um, embarrassing on the ice, but pretty good on roller. That's awesome. You you guys have um, a pro roller hockey player, uh, Shiava. Yes. Now, he's a Long Island native, and yes. we are all from Long Island, so we all know him. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and he's lighting yeah. it up. Uh, Brandon Hawkins plays in a roller tournament. Uh, Swaggy P, Pete Lennis plays in uh, roller hockey. So we've got a lot of guys that that skill set and that kind of really dangly sort of game really translates well to to three on three. Obviously, you have the you know we're no hit no fight league, but you have that open space and allows you to try those moves. And, and guys are, are pulling it off. I think John hit the crossbar on a reverse backhand Michigan. Uh, he just came <laughs> down on a breakaway, popped it up, and snapped it off the, the crossbar. It was nasty. Didn't go in. Otherwise, he probably wins gold tonight and picks up a chunk of change for that. But uh, he's fantastic. Oh, yeah, he is. He's He's got a lot of skill. He's he's very fun to watch. I bet the fans love that. Very, very fun to watch. Oh, yeah, it's great. Speaking of the fans, like, they, you guys get a lot of fans to, to each game. I, I've seen you guys pack a, pack a rink. Yeah, so we just had, uh, I think, a little over 3,000 here in Pittsburgh. We rented out uh, PPG Paints Arena. It's a bit of a homecoming for me. Uh, the crowd was great. They, you know, they're great hockey fans here. Uh, Hershey was fantastic. Vegas was fantastic. 
Um, you know, we're trying to pick hockey markets with fans that know the game, appreciate the game, and are going to start to help build and grow our brand. But uh, yeah, Pittsburgh, we just had a fantastic crowd. It's our first NHL building. We'll also be in Nashville as an NHL building. We're heading up to Quebec City. Uh, I fly out tomorrow, but we'll be there this Saturday. So it's uh, another big sort of NHL-esque building. Wow. That's really cool. Yeah, some of these cities are um, they're perfect for what you guys are doing because they're they're up and coming. They're, they have a lot of following, like Vegas, for instance. Um, are you guys looking to stay with the same cities for next year and the years prior? Or are you looking to change it up at all? Well, it's nice about our, our model is we have flexibility. So if we think there's another market that's interesting, terrific, we'll go to it. You know, we in a perfect world, we'd crush it in every single market and then go back. Um, but we like Grand Rapids and Pittsburgh and Nashville and Vegas and, and a whole bunch of other markets. Every year we sit down with our team and we'll figure out what's the best for us based on availability, price points, exciting cities to be in, exciting cities for the players. Uh, there's kind of a, a perfect storm that we're trying to sort of coalesce and, and, and make that decision together. But there's a lot of variables that go into it. But we'll sit down again in another month and we'll start picking those arenas and uh, and pull the trigger. Yep. So how did you uh, how did you land on uh, Vegas? Because um, we were talking with uh, with Craig here and he said, uh, you know, it's been doing so well. So I just want to know how you how you land on on Vegas. It's a great hockey market. It's obviously exploding in terms of sports. They're going to get F1 there. They've got football there. They may or may not get an MLS team or an NBA team. Uh, it's just become a huge sports market. And from a hockey standpoint, it was really the first sports, uh, major sports team that broke through. So it's become a great market for a whole host of things. Obviously, the uh, exciting excitement of the brand, sports betting. It's a great place for us to to be. The players love it. And the the audience just really gets hockey. They've moved up the learning curve really, really quickly. So it was kind of a no-brainer for us. Yeah. We yeah. talked about that a lot with uh, areas that are really starting to become popular with hockey. We started with Florida. We started with Texas. Then we move on to Vegas. I mean, it's spreading around. So. Yeah, when you win, you know, it takes care of a lot of things. You know, Tampa Bay winning, you know, a few cups there. And Florida, you know, the Panthers becoming a legit team. And then, you know, Marc-Andre Fleury, what he did in that first year for Vegas just transformed the city from a hockey standpoint. He almost single-handedly, it's a team sport, but almost single-handedly with his personality and his game kind of just pulled that city into hockey. And uh, I love it. I love him for it. He's a huge uh, piece of the Pittsburgh Penguins lore. I'm a Penguins guy. And so uh, I was not surprised that the city fell in love with them out there. Yeah, of course. I think uh, Ryan Reeves, too, is another one because I've been there and I interacted with the hockey there myself. Everybody knew Reeves. Everybody knew Flurry. Pretty much everybody else was like, oh, I, I kind of know that guy. But sure. Those are two big ones. He was a huge loss. Ryan Reeves was a huge loss for us here in Pittsburgh. The the toughness. He's great in the locker room. He scores a few goals, by the way. He's getting, you know, five, six goals a year, which is, you know, on a fourth line. But the element and the dynamic that he brings to the ice, he creates more space for everybody. So he became a fan favorite here. And again, no doubt that he would do the same thing in, in Vegas. So we miss him here in Pittsburgh. But, uh, you know, he's on to bigger and better things. I'm a Ranger fan, yeah, so it do. makes me happy to see him yeah. on. Sure. Sure. Here in the Rangers. I'm not a Ranger <laughs> fan, but, you know, it's, it's fun to watch him. Yeah, it's of course. Between him and, uh, and Matt Martin, the two of them going at it. It's just that, you know, the the threat of mutual destruction, right? He's exactly. always out there looming. He can play, but he's looming. It's like, you know what, guys? If things get out of hand, you start taking liberties, we'll change the dynamic of this game real quick. And it kind of just, there's that nice tension uh, when he steps on the ice. I, I love it. I love what he brings to the table. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, getting back to um, your plans, uh, the NHL does, doesn't uh, currently have a summer league uh, in place. 
like uh, say the NBA does uh, for their youth and uh, for their players during the summer, would you see Three Ice maybe becoming that in a way where, you know, new new draft picks can come and play in your league uh, and like kind of like how the NBA has their summer league? You know, for me, why not? Um, you know, we'd love NHL players in our league. It's really from their perspective, their their contracts, they're allowed to play hockey in the summertime, but I'm not sure they're allowed to play and get paid for it in the summertime. Okay. Uh, the body also needs a lot more rest uh, in hockey than it does in basketball. The, the basketball game, there's contact, but it's not a collision sport. Football and hockey are a collision sport. You really got to heal up the the bumps and bruises are there in, in basketball and in hockey, but you know, you really got to rest the joints and there's a lot of things that the body needs to do in the off season. So look, if you don't make the playoffs, your season's over April 5th, 6th, 7th in the NHL. And if you're stepping out of your contract, we're a no brainer for you, you know, come and showcase your talents. If you don't want to give up the game or you think you can showcase your talents and get back into the NHL, we're a perfect platform for you. From our perspective, it's, you know, we'd love to have everybody um, in the league is really on on their perspective and how their contracts are structured. But who knows, that could change someday. Yeah, I feel your style of play is perfect for that because you're you're more fast paced, more skilled. And, you know, players during the summer, that'd be a perfect way to work on their skills, work on their speed without having to worry about, you know, the grind of playoff hockey and regular season hockey where it's more open, more skilled, gain more confidence playing with pro yeah. You know, we're a no fight, no hit league. So theoretically, you know, you could be using us to get in shape for your NHL season, you know, yep. gone are the days where you can come into training camp and be out of shape. So guys need to take off about a month or two, relax the body, relax the mind. And then they need to start working out with their coaches, uh, you know, in their, in their dry land and off ice training programs. We'd be a perfect complement to that. Who knows? We'll see. But, you know, it's not really our goal to be a farm system for the NHL. We, we believe we're wholly separate and uh, a completely different game, a, a more exciting game. Our, our tagline is the best part of hockey. I love five on five. I'll always be an NHL guy, but we think we're completely different and we're additive, not competitive to the NHL. That's really always been our position. And uh, we think it's just a great addition to the global hockey calendar. Awesome. Yeah, it's really cool seeing hockey in the, in the, in the summer like this. That's uh, great. It's great. More hockey, the better. Amen. Yep. Um, did you play any juniors yourself? Because we're... <laughs> no. I, uh, if, if you put me on a high school team, I didn't play high school hockey. I would have been probably an average to above average player in high school. No shot at me playing anywhere beyond that. Not, not junior, not college, certainly not pro. My father kind of has the, uh, the skill set there. My okay. brother was pretty good in, uh, in high school. He played with Ryan Malone. Um, my brother probably could have gone D3, uh, if he really pushed and grinded. But, uh, yeah, for me, zero chance of guy of going anywhere else. Uh, for me, I'm, a Pretty good golfer, pretty good skier. Uh, I was a pretty good basketball player at one point, but uh, zero chance of taking my hockey career anywhere. Did you play player or goalie? Uh, I skated. Uh, for me, I, I started out playing goalie when I was little. My dad was like, get out of the net. You don't learn the game. You know, <laughs> get out and, and start skating. For me, I love to score goals too much. You know, for me, I, I'm one of those guys that uh, you put me out in a roller game, I probably have one or two goals and about two or three assists. I, I love setting up, but I, I love to score goals way too much to stay in the net. I'm a player. He's a goalie. Yeah, so, I was never yeah. the whole putting the puck in the back of the net thing. So I kind of regressed back to the net. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, we um, we see that you you also uh, outside of hockey you had a lot of other achievements. Uh, care to touch on any of those? Uh, we see that you uh, you started um, you had a, a, a producing or a film uh, a TV series that you sure. started. 
Yeah. So, you know, outside, I, I like to say my professional career, I kind of grew up in, in media. Mm -hmm. uh, I started out in the advertising world up in Boston, working for a couple of big ad agencies, top 10 at the time. And then I moved over to Fox Sports and I sold media. Um, and I got uh, a great sales education from my two bosses there, a guy by the name of John Skirmerhorn and Steve Baker. And I got to go into the production truck and, and really learn a lot about production there. So between the ad agency and the, and the selling for Fox Sports, really got the sales and the marketing and the television production kind of the, the beginning forms of that. Uh, then went down to New York and was hired by IMG, worked for their fashion division, if you can believe it. I ran fashion weeks uh, around the States and, and the world. Very interesting, very interesting world. And then uh, went out to uh, work for Getty Images, but then after that went out to Hollywood and I made television shows. So there's a whole bunch of categories of TV shows, scripted, unscripted. And then in the unscripted space, there's reality shows, big shiny floor shows like American Idol. And I made something called Fashion Star and it was a big I, shiny I, floor show. Okay, there you go. And uh, it's essentially like Shark Tank to a certain extent, but instead of sharks and entrepreneurs, it was Saks, Macy's, H&M and fashion designers. And so the stores would bid and buy the clothes and then you could buy them that night online and in stores the next day. So it was a pretty interesting model. Uh, the fans could sort of touch the product and sort of help enable these streams by buying the gear. Uh, it was a really fun thing. We did it for a few years, um, made it around the world, made it in about 15 other countries and sold it in about 150 countries around the world. So it's one of those pretty big hit and then made some scripted shows. I wrote some stuff for uh, BET, uh, if you can believe it. Uh, it was about a, a woman's hair salon, a black woman's hair salon. So as a white guy with no hair, it was pretty interesting uh, to create that, that show. But I uh, loved Hollywood. It was a great experience. Learned how to sell TV, make TV, write TV. And at the end of the day, Three Ice is a reality television show. You know, we've got our yeah. first eight episodes and then our championship is our finale. And so you've got the buildup and we're coming up on week seven here. Hockey's getting more intense. It's getting really nasty out there, which I like. And the skills are starting to pick up. The guys are hitting their stride. But we've got a million dollars in the regular season and a million dollars in the championship. So the top four teams are competing for some real money. The top guys in our league will make $170,000 at the end of the year. So it is a very big deal. And uh, like good reality television, it's building. Uh, and we love it. That's awesome. Because in the NHL, you know, you're starting to see it a little bit more now. But traditionally, you don't see much personality. It's very, you know, you, you play a role. You're supposed to say what you're supposed to say to the media and that's it. Um, now it's a little changing a little bit, but I like how you're, you have that reality TV show background and you're implementing, implementing, implementing it into the, the hockey aspect. Yeah. We, we want these guys to share their personal stories, you know, for us, uh, that's what pulls fans in. The more you can connect to a player, the more you identify with their story, their game, uh, their journey to their pro career, all that stuff pulls you in as a fan. It makes it uh, more real. And then you see them live and you get an autograph and maybe you're hanging out with them. So for us, storytelling is a very, very big deal. And you're starting to see those personalities emerge. You know, Bugsy Malone, Ryan Malone for us is a, is a big character. Um, Swaggy P, John Chiavo, Brandon Hawkins. Um, we've got some great characters, uh, if you will. And I'll put that in quotes. These guys are fantastic. Fitzgerald has been fantastic for us. Uh, it's really, for me, uh, storytelling. Um, and at the end of the day, we kind of we call ourselves a phone first media company. In the shape of a hockey league and we want those stories to be told so we're trying to change that dynamic and and let the guys showcase their skills on the ice and tell their stories uh we, we love that part of it yeah of course i i do have a question about reality tv because i mean my mom and my girlfriend and sister love those reality tv sure. shows they love it how how real is some of the reality like do you guys like 
do, do, does the business um, make some of it up, or is it like is it? We'd like real? to know the ins and outs. We want to know the ins and outs. Sure. So in a reality competition show, it's it's real. There is no way to fake that. It's actually against uh, the law. If you rig any reality television show, you get in trouble with the uh, the FCC. So that is all real. You have to make sure you're staying neutral. You can't play favorites. Everyone has to have the same equal amount of resources, information, all that stuff. So whether it's American Idol, Fashion Star, one of my favorites right now, I'm watching Alone, uh, which is a History Channel thing. I'm I'm watching it on on Netflix. All of that has to be legit. Um, When you get to things like the Kardashians and reality docu-follow series, uh, I'll put it this way. Aaron Sorkin, um, who writes a, a ton of huge scripts, he made the Facebook movie. And uh, he said, I think reality television is to reality as social media is to socializing. It's not really socializing and it's certainly not reality. A lot of that is um, orchestrated uh, to get conflict. So, um, you know, to me, it's not the kind of reality television that I wanted to be in. I wanted to have something that was real and had yep. something that allowed fans to you know, fashion star for us was people having their dreams enabled. You know, you became a professional designer the minute that Macy's bought your collection. You're a real designer. It doesn't matter if you were a soccer mom or army engineer or whatever your story was. So the reality competition, real reality docu follows orchestrated uh, like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> yeah, I kind of figure. I kind of figure. But that's that's nice to know that, like, if I'm watching, like, Naked and Afraid, because my parents love that show. Yep. That is it it's real that's it you know you, you can't you can't play favorites you know um look there there may be things that uh they do to make sure that everyone's got the same level of comfort in something like that so they might make sure that it's um uh, equal but in a reality competition series it has to be the same for everybody and it's it's pretty close to reality it's about 95 to 99 percent reality obviously you've got a, a construct built um you know that you're the, the rules of the game if you will but it's pretty real. Very interesting. Awesome. Answers my question about reality. Okay, good. Good. <laughs> I, I, I honestly really didn't know because I thought a lot of it was nonsense. Yeah, you know, for me again, the, the the docu follows where you're, you know, the Real Housewives of New Jersey and that stuff. They're really they're really orchestrating uh, conflict there. So that's not my cup of tea. Right. Exactly. Anything? Um, I think we'll wrap it up here. Um. Good, good, good to end it on a reality TV show. <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, good luck in the league. And uh, everybody, all the listeners, make sure to tune in for uh, Three Ice. Um, and thank you. Thank you, EJ. Yeah, you can watch us here in the States on CBS Sports. And our championship will be on Big CBS. That's on uh, August 20th. And uh, if you're somewhere around the planet, go to threeice.com. You can find out where to watch us. We're in 185 countries, ESPN International, TSN, and RDS in Canada. And uh, yeah, you can get our schedule on threeice.com and and, uh, come and see us in person. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, guys. That has been our interview. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And right back into it. Zach was doing that for a purpose. Actually, one of our one of our podcasts. Yeah, I did that on purpose. He did that. <laughs> he, that was a good. That was a good. I like how you picked that up. We forgot to plug one of our interviews once, and there's just a segment, and it says, "I'm introducing the interview." And that we Zach didn't goes, do an interview on. And there's no interview, and Zach says, "What?" And then what? I followed. Okay, that was our interview. That was our interview. So <laughs> it was so <laughs> funny. Because oh, like ridiculous. I'm just like sitting. I'm just, I'm just like sitting here like this, kind of like just like zoning out, zoning out, and I hear him go, and now it's time for. Our interview i was like what and then, and, then it, and then it goes silent for a second i'm confused and then he goes 
And that was our interview. Thank you for listening. <laughs> it was so funny and like just ridiculous. I had, and I, I forgot to edit so it funny. out of the podcast. So like listen even back, better. you just hear it. On Spotify, I'm like, oh. Like, even better. <laughs> even better. Yeah. Yeah, at first I was like, oh, no, we can't keep this in. And then after I kept listening and listening, I was like, oh, so, you know, that so might fun. work. It might work. It's it might work. Fun. Coincidence. Yeah, I, I, I was I had a very distinguished palate. When I was a kid. I still have one. I still have the same palate. <laughs> he still have a seven-year-old <laughs> palate. Yeah. He's happy meal. Right, right he, off the kid's Applebee's menu. king. Chicken nu- oh, he's the Applebee's. We're not, we're not, not going to we're not gonna sponsor Applebee's because, no, it's just not happening. He hates that. Applebee's. I, hate I love it. Hate he hates so Applebee's. What is with the hatred towards Applebee's? Applebee's is awesome. Applebee's is awesome. I don't feel welcome when I come back. What do you mean? Why is that? Why? This is a big sign that says welcome back. Exactly. You're eating good in the neighborhood. I mean, no. Like, I don't understand why that's not like a place of comfort. Because it is a place awesome. of comfort food. Yeah. I don't feel comfortable. And it's open late. Maybe it's half apps, Maybe it's 10 o'clock. That's a good call. That half apps thing that's yeah. still going on? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He takes full advantage. <laughs> <laughs> only, only on the cheap things, though. Back in the day, so my, <laughs> I was a part of my I get the, the first job I, I had. The mozzarella sticks. I get the buffalo wing. 19 bucks. Can't he, abu- <laughs> he abuses their system. So proud. <laughs> no, I don't go. Well, no. We, so I would work shifts would be like at Newsday as a part-timer. You talk about abuse. It was either se- it was either 7 to midnight or uh, 5 to 10 p.m., right? And, I mean, that's dinner time. Like, you're leaving mm-hmm. your house at like 3-something. So you're not eating dinner. You're at work. So when you get off, like you, whatever, it's 10 or it's midnight, you're freaking mm-hmm. starving. So there was a – it was actually a Friday's. It was on – 110 right by the, the Newsday uh, facility known as in Piedmont and that's where we would go and it was like the same deal you go in there and it's like after 10 it's like half price apps essentially it's we don't want to throw this stuff out it's been sitting here all night we'll cut it in half we'll cut the price in half you can have it like it's, it. right it's, it's not smart. like they're, they're not cooking it. the guy's not in the back going oh you want some wings yeah let me let me whip these up no they're just sitting under a heating lamp yeah <laughs> they yeah. throw some they, so they, it comes out so fast right they it's just awesome. shake them up and they throw them on a plate and there you go so they've been sitting all that that's why they're half price but what do you care like I'm like yeah let's I go bring care. them on mm-hmm. and that's all it we lived good. off that still tastes good <laughs> the, yeah. the, uh, the platter like the sample platter where you get everything on it oh yes classic combo classic combo yes that's my shit yeah. We, we split that all the time. Uh huh. That's what that starts with that combo. And then the Fiesta Lime Chicken. Fiesta Lime Chicken. Is the chicken still alive when they're serving it to you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He hates it. I, he hates it. That and Olive Garden. Oh, don't oh, get me started. All right. I don't, oh. I'm not, I'm not Did a you huge don't fan get of me started. Oh, he know. Olive Garden was our go to. No, no. But you got you told him the. Uh, I was Penny Olive Vodka story. Yeah, yeah, story. The Penny Olive Vodka story. So another another one of those hockey road trips where it's like. The best part of the road trip was the fact that we get to eat out every day. <laughs> yeah, but this is like 10 o'clock and the only thing like remotely open, g- good, op- that is open is Olive Garden. Yeah. And Middle of nowhere, like, right? It wasn't like we weren't in any... Like... I would have starved. I was some I was backwater town. Like bumfuck Massachusetts. Right. And mm-hmm. it was me and you and then Zarcone. Yep. Yeah. And Name job. I asked for Penny Alavaca. And because like they had the build your own pasta, it was like penne, yeah. pasta, vodka sauce, whatever. And I was like, "Can I get penne alla vodka?" And the waitress was like, look, "She looked at me for a sec. She was like, so you want penne pasta with vodka sauce?'" That's not what she said. That's not what she said. <laughs> no, no, I'll, I'll never forget this. You asked, "Do you have penne alla vodka?" 
She said, oh. no, we don't. Oh, my goodness. And then I'm like, it's really the only thing he wants. Can we just figure it out? She goes, well, I can give him penny pasta with vodka sauce. Oh, yeah. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> and, Chris, and now Chris Sarcone. Oh. oh, crap. Italian Chris Sarcone. Mm. Already probably cringing at the idea that we're eating at Olive Garden, <laughs> right? Like it's basically elbow macaroni and ketchup. Like yeah. that's what they're giving. You. Yeah, okay. And he just like turns and looks at me with this, like you know, like he can make a face. Like when his his mad face always makes me laugh. <laughs> so he just would turn and looked at me like, did she just really fucking say that? Like the way he looked at me, and I was just dying. I'm like, yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> like, yeah. That's that actually happened at Olive Garden. Yep. And ever since then, you always order. When you order, like we were up at Taft and we went out to Olive Garden. You asked for penny pasta with, uh, with vodka sauce. Yeah, but now I just go chicken parm. And she you... straight up was like, knew exactly what you meant. Like, oh, I yeah. make chicken parm too. You so did make chicken parm. We're at 5%. That's fine. 5% should, still 5%. You should uh, work at Olive Garden. Show them what to do. Show them how to have show yeah. them who's boss. Well, I'm, I'm happy to say we're not I can, I can make. I can also make legitimate penny olive vodka. I didn't make that on a trip, but I can make that. really good penny olive vodka. Wow. You made really Which good you? buffalo wings that, were, that burned everyone's mouth Whose off. Whose fault was it that they burned everybody's mouth off? Ghost pepper. Mine. It was because he. You're, when you take a sauce like that, you put it, it on was really the stove, hot sauce. a little bit of butter to melt it down, burn all the, the acidity off so uh -huh. it's not that hot. Okay. He dumps it into the pan, throws all the wings in there, and starts mixing them up. <laughs> These things were blazing. Everybody's, oh, everybody's yeah. crying because of how hot they were. Yeah, yeah. Even Ben. Ben tries. Ben ben what the hell? <laughs> That's Homer Simpson yeah. running around going, oh, don't, right. don't, don't, That's what I mean. When things go wrong, he just does that. Yeah, but they it. were so good. We just they kept going so for more. Good. It was just me and Ben sitting at the table just picking at the last no. ones. And we're just no. like. <laughs> yeah, they were weird. so good, but you burned everybody because you didn't so, let me do my thing. He should be coming to visit. He's going with his wife. Their their anniversary trip. They're going to Africa. They're going on a safari. Which that alone, I would just please take video, Ben. Please. Oh, yeah. <laughs> video, video crew of you video just video like. Can you imagine him just climbing him out somewhere? And there's like right there's like a zebra or something like that. And he's like, let me go climb on this zebra. Let me go. Where's Ben? You can just see all the people going zooming by on a zebra. No, like, he's he just sees a leopard, he thinks it's a cat, you know, like, they're just yelling at him, like, get back in the truck! Like, I want that story. Hey, that's my man! My but when he, right, <laughs> right, no, I read about this, all you have to do is pet him right here on the nose! Like, that would be something he would say, but king, he's, king of the leopards. he's supposed to, I'm never coming home, king of the leopards! He's supposed to come, uh, he's supposed to come hang out here. So we should do a round table with him. Awesome. Yeah, that would have that plugged in. That would yes. be great. Because, again, where he goes, like, is almost, like, we have had conversations that I wish we recorded that I'm just leading him places. Like, the one thing that I have learned in my job is I can lead people places. Mm -hmm. So I know, like, you're about to do something funny. I'm going to drag you down. I'm, I'm basically walking you right off the plank. <laughs> like, I'm not going to push you. You're going to fall in, but I'm walking you right to the edge of the plank. And I love doing that with him because the stuff that comes out of his mouth is so funny. <laughs> like, he's unintentionally funny. There's no filter. That's why he's unintentionally yeah. funny because he doesn't mean to be mean, but he's hysterical when he talks about things. So we should do that because that could be really entertaining. 
and record it, and then we'll put it on our podcast. Yeah, that with three percent awesome. to go. Yes. Now another thing, word to the wise: this is an eighty-three minute podcast. I can't imagine anybody's lasting this long. Mm-hmm. Like you could say anything right now, and no one will. Well, this hear. is around the time where I'm eighty-three minutes into my sleep, and then I wake up, and then podcast still playing, and then I listen to this part. Yeah, so. never a good thing that you fall asleep. When he would tell me, "Oh, I always fall asleep to your show," I'm like that's uh, not. I put a show on it. He does, but you do fall asleep to podcasts. I do fall, asleep but like to really good podcasts. Yeah, like, I fall asleep to spitting chicklets, wet jeans. Uh, that's all of them. Hey, you're making them. Listen, you didn't listen all the way through. Excuse me, wet jeans. It's called the Wet Jeans Podcast. I'm not a fan. Wet Sorry. jeans. I thought they were called. Is that bit. like a? I'm, I'm trying to. I mean, I know what I'm picturing. <laughs> well, that's what it's called, and I think it's it's two guys from ASU that played hockey. Two guys with wet jeans. I don't like them. I think they're stupid. Sorry, that, that uh, just ruined it. Two guys in a hockey. Shane. Shane, Shane introduced me to it. I think that's, it's absolutely it. hilarious. I was kind of hoping it was something completely different. So. I'm just going to leave it there. They're not that cool. They don't live up to their name. Yeah. It's kind of... <laughs> anyway, we have to wrap up. Yeah. All right. So this has been awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. On, for everything. Welcome. Thank you for coming on our podcast. And yeah, um, we're going to be re- also releasing a new segment called um, the Penalty Box segment. Uh, it's going to be a five-minute segment. Uh, like you were have you got a five-minute major for fighting. And we're going to be interviewing a bunch of different players um, that we've come across in our junior hockey days. And we're going to be... Keeping it short, keeping them short, simple questions, and, and fun. enjoy. You know, it's gonna be really funny. Yeah. Hopefully, you guys think so. I thought so. You know, Barnes sucks. And top I five list now. And, and top five. Top five list yes. from yes. now on. And right. no Olive Garden sponsor. No Sorry. Olive Garden sponsor. Even no. if they DM but us, Applebee's, you're welcome. <laughs> well, By the way, we'll think about it. The dogs have stopked barking just in time. Yeah, just in time oh, to yes. end the podcast. They're asleep too. So, yep. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and Thank don't you. forget to chuck those nuts.